Support the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network at anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. Again, anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. If you'd like to give a one-time gift, go to dollar sign A Wilson 2273 on your cash app. God bless you. myself with the mic but we don't got no mic <laughs> we're gonna definitely do this over again that's gonna be fun take that out Okay, so, so I'm getting my settings down. I was saying uh, I had to repeat everything I just said as I am uh, working on things. So, uh, fun technology, right? It's not fun streaming unless something's going wrong a little bit. So let's see, we're going to that noise gate so you guys don't care all that lovely background noise that we just also don't love so much, right? <laughs> Let's see. For a life of me, I'll never understand um, why when the computer updates, it affects OBS so much. Like, it will just like, reset the settings. Mm. It's, it's the most weirdest thing um, I think I've ever seen from a software perspective. But then again, if anyone uses OBS, then you, you automatically understand that OBS is weird, period. Streamlabs. The Streamlabs are things, not the actual OBS software. Streamlabs is a little bit a little bit more glitchy sometimes um, than expected. But it looks like things are coming in. Looks like we got a mic. So anyway, I'm going to start over. So we just had some worship. And um, it's going to be something that I'm going to be doing throughout the week. And this is probably going to be a new layout for our channel. However, if you're not here for it in person, I don't think you're going to be able to go back and watch it because uh, Twitch's policy with copyrights. So, um, a little bit unfortunate, but I do encourage you, you know, before you get in the stream, get some worship in, man, because we're going to be talking about discussion, we're going to be discussing the word and things like that. So, quick disclaimer. Anyway, got to go all the way over again. I have my boy, Paul Anthony, in the building. So, if you're on... <laughs> Anchor, you're hearing it twice. I got my boy Willie Jerry. Oh my goodness, Willie G. Barry in the house with me too. It's good to have you guys here. And how's everyone doing? Um, guess we'll start with Willie. Willie, how are you doing, man? How are you doing? Yeah, 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 man. Um, ending the week. Well, now starting the new week. Um, feeling a lot better. Um, you know, one word I'll definitely say to describe the past week would definitely be eye-opening. 
Um, you know, the reason why I'm saying eye-opening is a lot of times you can't really identify what you're feeling emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, because you're just going through the motions so much that you're not really realizing where you are and checking in and having that mm-hmm. slow down moment. You know, uh, so, man, gracefully, man, I, I had the chance of unwinding with uh, thank God for accountability and brothers. Um, you're looking at them. Um, my family here having having a, a, a safe spot to, to be 100 and authentic and um, receiving what you need, you know. Um, yeah, uh, other than that, man, things are kicking and pushing and moving accordingly. I mean, um, I mean, like the sermon said just earlier this morning, I'm blessed. And it's not because of what I have. Hmm. You know, it's, it's because realistically, I have him. And in him, I'm content. Yes. You know? He is my yeah. reward. He is. He is my reward. Mm. Uh, yeah. Throw that song. <laughs> <laughs> I should have played that for yeah. y'all because that's a song right there. So, uh, yeah, all good. right, all right, all right, all right. So, Apostle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I concur. Um, you know the 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 feeling of blessed. You know, is not because of what I have, mm. but because of who has me. Mm. You know, knowing that, you know, Christ has me, that I'm just trying to apprehend, you know, apprehend him in the way that he's apprehended me, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to grab a hold of him the way he's grabbed a hold of me and know him the way he knows me. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's a depth to that. And there is a level of contentment in that, that cuts through the noise of this world around you. And so uh, everything can be loud and crazy and, you know, uh, but at the same time, you feel calm and at peace and uh, just enjoying God, you know, and it's like, man, I wish I could give this to everybody. I wish I could mm-hmm. just like take it and just hand it to them. But, but you know, but faith comes by hearing yeah. and hearing by the word of God. And so. If people will receive God's word and really believe it, like we talked about, you know, a men's group, like, man, do we really believe God's word? Mm. You know, are, are, are we really at a place where we hear that thing and we say, yes, that, I, I, yes, God, I believe that, mm. you know? And so I, I just want to see people get there. You know, I want to see um, myself continue to grow, learning something every day growing um, in my walk with Christ and knowing that, man, we're in unprecedented days. And so because we're in unprecedented days, we have to have an unprecedented faith. Mm, right, right. Mm, good stuff, man. So my week was good as I'm like multitasking, trying to get y'all some scenery <laughs> a little bit. I said, I see this is even coming in. Okay, it's coming in. All right, so you get a little bit of music, background music, some ambiance, some ambiance, you know. <laughs> Set the tone. Set the tone, just a team, but you know. Um, Have a drink. My week is is been with you guys as a band. I think I concur to last. Uh, if that's the thing to do, um, a lot of realizations with my walk with God and why, in this particular part. Uh, for lack of words, I am struggling um, because the beautiful thing about reading scripture, I'll put it this way, 
is revelation of who Jesus is. That's why I feel like it's so important to have a relationship with the word. And I feel like that has to be the thing. I know we're going to get a lot of feedback because for some reason our mics are, our headphones are going right into the mic. It's a All weird right. thing. Yeah, so what you're hearing. Um, but so I'm going to put this right here. And I think you guys can still hear me. Um, make sure my mic levels are coming in because it's like the mic is yelling at us, okay? Yeah, it's coming in. It, all right, I think it's still coming in. So we're good. So like I said, the good thing about the reading the word is you're getting a revelation of who Christ is. Um, I, I don't even say it's a bad thing. Because I think all this is, is, to me, edifying. That's what scripture says. But the struggle, I will say a struggle, can be is if you have a misinterpretation of what you think the word of God is and who you think Jesus is. Yeah. I think that can be, um, for lack of a better word, sometimes the piercing of the heart, sometimes the double-edged sword of scripture, is it's dividing. It's dividing what's ungodly and what is godly. And it's happening inside of you. So I think that's what's happening that I'm, I'm realizing. I'm like, okay, this obviously the Jesus I died knew from just listening to preachers and not really studying to show myself approved is definitely wrong. Um, well, I die about the world and the desires and wanting things from the world compared to who Christ is. Well, that's definitely wrong too. And, and there is a little bit of a mourning there. And, and that's where I'm at. I'm at this mourning area where I'm like, yeah, God, really was in love with the world and I actually don't know what you're offering me and that's kind of scary to not be in a place where like you know what God I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready to go um I I want to I want I'm I'm ready to follow and that's weird because you're like aren't you already saved yes I'm already saved and I don't think it was a salvation thing but I do think it was a uh transformation a transformation wow a transformation um of my mind so I do think that is what's happening daily is the Lord is transforming my mind. And so there's the times it hurts. It's like, yeah, dang, I had I had aspirations for that. But now I'm starting to get to the excitement. Like, well, I started stream today. Best example. I was, I, I'm still very, exi- very excited in this moment because I'm like, man, God, this is, this is amazing. I get to really share you with people versus my old dream was just sharing me. <laughs> me being successful, me mm. having followers, and me, I'm like, God, I get to share you with people. I get to share wild over people. I was so excited to stream with you guys today. I was trying to get to you guys earlier throughout the week, but there was just things out of work. There were, um, my um, sister just had a baby, so that's some personal stuff for you guys. My sister just had um, a baby. I have a new nephew. Um, I was watching my um, my my other nephew, and I was watching my niece. And me and my wife were helping each other out, and also to catch up on work. And I also was just doing some off-camera stuff. I do have an Apex coach. For you guys who are wondering on that, do I have a coach? And in an hour or however long the stream is going to be, because we're going to take our time with this. An hour from now, yes, I'm going to log off and we'll get back on with Apex. And we're going to start a new series with Apex. But I do have a coach and I do have some training regiments and stuff like that. We'll do some hard changes. Uh, I was playing Claw this week for all my gamer nerds out there. Claw's the way you hold a controller. Um, I actually could demonstrate because I have a camera so, uh, you will hold a controller like this um, versus holding it like this. And it's a lot of pressure on your hands. Mm-hmm. And um, that was hard. So, I had to tell my coach I can't do that because my coach suggested it. Um, however, they've got some training things on Apex that I'm excited about. So, was, there was a lot of everything in this week. But my biggest highlight for me 
is really going back to the going back to Jesus and just the simple spending time with him, the relationship part. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful part of my week is mm-hmm. getting back to making time for that every day. Mm-hmm. And so um without no further ado, I don't know how the stream is going to swing, so I'm just gonna trust the Holy Spirit. But my ideal for this stream is I wanna talk about that. I wanna talk about is Jesus everything to to you? And I, I want to really dive into how God has really called us and say this from this world. Because I, I, I think the scandalous part of Christianity today is that we think we can have both somehow. And I came from our discussions earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in men's group. men's group. I thought it was in everything we almost talked about yeah. in a weird way yeah. this week. Um, but this yeah. ideal of where you can kind of have both. You can have Jesus mm-hmm. and your sin. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. We're men's group. So the practicing of sin, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the, the more so struggle and being overtaken. Mm-hmm. Um, to to ring Galatians to them thinking somehow they could be made right by just being circumcised, but doing whatever they want. Right? You, you have this overall ideal to even today how... Jesus by himself is kind of not enough. Yeah, downplayed. Yeah. Downplayed that yeah, downplayed. Jesus has to come attached with a certain, a certain promise of material um, gain or um, I would say somewhat social um, status. And what I mean by social status, like uh, social or family status, that you know, you serve Jesus, Jesus gives you this um, mm-hmm. financially, your job. Family says, if you accept Jesus, Jesus fix your marriages. But I just want to talk about him by himself and how good he is. And so that means we might hit we might hit Matthew today, guys, because I'm definitely hearing the Beatitudes. We might be all over the Bible because I really want, when we walk away from the stream today, my prayer is, is that you have a revelation like I did this week and growing in this revelation of Christ that he's enough. And you're excited about it. I just don't. I don't want you just to be cut to heart. You're just like, oh, I'm so horrible. Because that, that's what. That's not the goal either. Because what you'll do if you have that revelation, you'll start working harder. And God, well, remember, it's not about works. But I want you to walk away excited, um, really energized, um, about the God you serve, about the Jesus who saved you. And so I don't know how we're gonna start this thing off, but we're just we're gonna just just go ahead and dive in. Um. Well, I I, <laughs> I I like the subject matter because really the only source material that you can use for such a subject matter is the Word of God. And as you were talking, there was a bunch of scenes playing in my head. I was talking about Stephen earlier today and. Uh, Stephen is one of the seven uh, that were picked in Matthew, in uh, Acts chapter 6. And Stephen, you know, is everybody knows Stephen for his death. Mm-hmm. But nobody pays attention to his life. Mm-hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, they don't, well, I don't see his life. But he lived such a life that, number one, he was chosen by his peers, you know, mm-hmm. to serve, mm-hmm. you know, in their congregation. Number two, he lived a life full of God's wisdom and power power Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, number three, uh, he was persecuted for that type of life. That's what led him before the Sanhedrin, where then he stood up boldly and testified of the word of God and spoke to them. You know, uh, in a lot of ways, Stephen was an unofficial prophet mm. because he spoke forth the word of God and interpret the old Testament mm -hmm. and share with them mm -hmm. what God had said mm -hmm. and said, look, turn back to him, yeah. you know, come back to him, yeah. you know, cause and he's speaking directly to, you know, Israel, he's speaking to Jews mm -hmm. specifically, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a form that the old Testament prophets would have spoken. Mm -hmm. But Stephen's life was all about Christ. And, I, you don't see any competition for that. So much so well. that he was willing to die. Mm. And not only die, but as he died, ask for forgiveness for those who are putting him to death. Mm. That Which part. is, if you mm. put it all together, you're like, wow. How, how, do, how do we live a life like that? in this modern world and, you know, be willing to say, I'm going to go all the way for Christ. I'm not going to go and try to grab anything for myself, you know, mm. and then let me put this in there and then I'll <clears throat> kind of shut it down. Let y'all jump in. Mm -hmm. He had a buddy named Philip, mm. Philip, same group of seven. He's the other, I don't know, notable name, mm -hmm. you know, that comes out of that group. He goes to Samaria, preaches the gospel to an entire city. This entire city is filled with joy. Mm. He leaves there, meets a very <clears throat> important individual from Ethiopia on the road and leads that person to Christ. Next time you see him, he has four daughters who prophesy. And I bring that up because Stephen's life was cut short, but Philip got to have children. Neither one of them compromised who they were in Christ. Wow. But yet one got to experience some things that the other one didn't. And I think when we read the Bible, we see a competition there. We see why. Whereas if you would have talked to them, there was no competition. They weren't, well, you get to do that. Mm. And I, I got to die yet. No, they focused on Christ and they lived for Christ. How do we do that today? You know, you talked about him being everything or at least being enough. Right. I think it comes down to, you know, the gospel says that Christ is the Messiah. He's Lord. He's the one God sent. No other name under heaven can anyone be saved. God raised him from the dead to mm. show his power over the grave, that mm. death has no authority. Mm. He gave himself willingly for our sins, mm. right? Mm. Not only to have our sins forgiven and us reconciled to God, but then to set us free from the power of this world and the destiny of this world. In the gospel is how we disconnect from competing and clamoring and fighting
for the things of this world mm -hmm. that we find only one way and that way is Jesus but for so many they've been taught Jesus and Jesus plus mm -hmm. Jesus is a means to get mm -hmm. right. and and plus yeah. mm -hmm. instead of him being the end the, the focus Paul said he's the prize mm. of the high calling of God mm. it's in Christ Jesus where, how do we how do we get that? You know, when I think about people um, and I think about their struggles, they're struggling with the actual gospel. How do we get past that? Man, I mm. that's a mm. that's some bars in there. There's a couple in there. Mm. Let's go back to Stephen <laughs> and. Um, and Philip, both were so after Christ, so in love with Christ. Both had different outcomes, but the same thing that kept them the same and their 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 common, if you would, denominator was Christ. I don't, I think for them, they both received their reward, and their reward was Him. It wasn't the things that came with stuff. I, I think when you have that mentality. There's no comparison because the reward is the same thing. Mm -hmm. But as long as I think the reward is something different with Jesus, mm -hmm. then I feel cheated. Mm -hmm. As long as I think Jesus should give me things mm -hmm. because I feel like the person that sit next to me or the pastor I look at has things, then yeah, then then that that simple but powerful meaning loses weight immediately. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to say completely. So I think what we have to do, we're tempted to make Jesus everything, is realign ourselves with Scripture. And because man, when you look at, and I'm looking at the death of Stephen, Stephen points out who Jesus was through the whole Old Testament. <laughs> yes. And so a person who can do that shows me, not only where they had the concept of who Jesus is, they actually knew him from his word, mm. from the experience of the Holy Spirit. And this was everything for him. So I think we have to do the same thing. We have to point to who he was. And we, we can do this today. Hmm. To who he is. How he's with us right now. Through the power of the Holy hmm. Spirit. Working in us and through us. The word of God. Perfecting us and making Him more, making us more and more like him. I think when we have that focus. I think it's going to be very hard. I would say... Um, supremely hard to focus on the things in the world mm -hmm. because you'll find true satisfaction and true true life in him mm -hmm. but as long as there's there's an alternative option well you'll there's, there's an alternative option it's, it's no different than um <laughs> i ain't trying to use fast food as a, as a reference okay so i can't make me a steak so i'll just go to burger king as long as i have an option <laughs> to do so eating wise that's what I'm going to do. But for these brothers, man, for these men of God, there was no other option. There was know, no other turn. And, and I agree with both of y'all. But using that, that food analogy, what, what hits <laughs> different, truthfully, for me is it's not even just having the steak. It's like you have it in the fridge and all you have to do is cook it. But you don't want that. You want right. something else. Right. You know what I mean? Quick. Convenient. You just convenient. Yeah. That's suitable for what you want, when you want, how you want it. Um this time when I was thinking about just Jesus being enough, 
the biggest thing that hit me is personally just my testimony. Hmm. You know, how, you know, because that's the biggest thing that kept hitting me is like, he saved me. And what did he save me from? You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, since the, the question was imposed with Steve and um, Philip, Stephen and Philip, I think a big thing that is really overlooked about both of them is their conduct before they even did anything. Yeah. They were chosen by people that recognized them because they were filled with this spirit and they were filled with godly wisdom. I think that shouldn't be overlooked. No. That definitely shouldn't be overlooked because, again, I go, I go back to Colossians 3.16 where it says, letting the word of Christ dwelling in you richly. Give it a little volume. You cut out to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I'll go back to that. Letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And the reason why I have to stop there and not even read the rest of it is because they spent personal time with God before they did anything, before there was any kind of recognition or before they even fulfilled their mission. That That's one thing. Um, two, with, between both of them, another thing that I see that's very, very interesting is you see that they understood the concept of what true fellowship was really about. Yeah. Um, because, you know, using us here and today, which is very similar to then and there, we compare ourselves by ourselves. Oh, man. We, we compare ourselves so much. Oh, I'm not where I'm supposed to be because I don't have what he has. Or she doesn't feel adequate because she doesn't have what this other person has. And scripturally, that's unwise. Yeah. It, says, it literally says it's unwise. foolish. Yeah, it's foolish. unwise. Um, so those are a couple other things that stood out to me personally when I see... And accountability, like there was literal fellowship. I I never seen since Tuesday when I see Paul and Barnabas going all around these missionary trips just to come back from the very same place they started, just to report about what God has done. Oh yeah, it was good. You know, fellowship, really, really grabbing onto that. You know, it it just hits it's very very different for me when I see all these common threads between what they did and with them just being obedient they didn't have time to look at what who what where when and why and what everybody else was saying that static was bad but you know that's the biggest thing i'm seeing between everybody is they understood the purpose of fellowship they understood what accountability looked like not what the, what we think it is and lastly they went out and they were obedient to god and there was no competition in that. Matter of fact, I could actually see them celebrating one another for what mm -hmm. God has done in each each and every one of their lives personally. So, you know, those are some some big things that I I um I heard from all of that for what we're talking about. I think it it, it ends up boiling down to our goals in life, and I, I, I pulled this out because I wanted to read this because I fit I, th I feel like it fits our conversation. Mm -hmm. We must stop seeing success from an earthly, temporary reality. Our goal is to see God's kingdom come and his will done on earth as it is in heaven. Indeed, to do this, we must adopt a heavenly perspective by reading the word and spending time with God. As a result, your heavenly perspective, as a result of your heavenly perspective, the things that you are doing here on earth will be more compatible with God's plan and purpose for your life. 
just as the earthly tabernacle and ministry was just a shadow, so are our works. We must copy what God designs in heaven for us. I'm trying to tell you, God wants you to be successful because he wants his name to be the source of salvation and restoration for all mankind. This is huge for me because I live my life by that. Mm. That God, whatever I'm doing here, I want it to imitate what it is that you have already designed. In God's presence, there's fullness of joy and at his right hand forevermore. Mm -hmm. ah, pleasures. Why, why am I not mm -hmm. seeing that in my life? Mm -hmm. Because by Christ, I'm in God's presence. He's the door. I'd walk, I walked through it. I did. When I confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, I walked through the door into the Holy of Holies. Mm. The Bible says clearly, even right now, that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Mm. Why are we living like God is so far away and so distant? When I look at Stephen and Philip, they lived as if they had walked through that door. And Stephen proved it because at the end, he looked up into heaven. Man. He saw Jesus standing hmm. at the right hand of God. For him to see that meant that that was a part of what he was doing. That was a part of the life that he lived. That I know where I'm going. Hmm. So even them stoning him, mm -hmm. like, go ahead. And, and Father, don't don't hold this to their account. That's right. the part that hits me. You you can't say that, that if you feel like you're being robbed uh -huh. of oh. this world. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Whoa. If you feel like you're being robbed of this life, you're not going to say forgive them. You're going to say, God, why? Right. Why are you letting them man. do this to me? You know, I think a scandalous part <laughs> of that too. While we're talking about that, mm. is at that very moment was the best moment of his life on earth. Right. Like, to see how how would it not be if you're not if you if you're having a perspective of, of um, Stephen right to see God stand up Jesus right stand up standing bro the right hand of God standing not standing, standing, standing for you. like what's the old song man is my living in vain come right. on Clark come on Clark <laughs> is my praying in vain mm. is my fasting in vain. Stephen in that moment said, it wasn't in vain. Of course not. Right. It's not <laughs> in vain. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Stephen saw that uh, in that moment. Man. And that's why it was the best moment, if we can say that. I don't know if we can right. say that. I mean, but if right. we can say that, that's we why that, that would be the true. best moment. Right. Because everything that he had lived for, it was true. Mm. Yeah. Some of us live as if... It's true, but mm. right, yeah, you know, and so yeah. because of that, we seek out material things as a what do you call it as a as a uh, what do you call it what, what do you call the prize when you come in second or third or fourth? They call it consolation prize. Con there it is, yeah, consolation. Oh, That's man. exactly the word I'm looking for. We want consolation prizes. Ouch, man, that is. That's what temporary. That's what these material blessings are, quote unquote, mm -hmm. is consolation prizes. And we want that 
instead of the prize mm. of the high calling of God, mm. which is in Christ Jesus. Mm. Stephen was like, yo, he's right there. I didn't get to see him like the apostles, you know, raised from the grave, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I get to see him high and lifted up. Mm. <laughs> mm. Man, and that, that hits hard, mm -hmm. man, because when you see mm. what he did, he literally exemplified what Jesus already did. By saying, when Jesus was on the cross hanging, it, what does it say, for like, what, almost six hours? For him to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because the life that he was living in the flesh, he was living in through the faith in the only begotten Son of God, who gave himself for him. He was living through wow. Jesus. Are we living through Jesus? Are we using Jesus in our life as a means to get what we want? Wow. All right. <laughs> That's a low. I I think the majority of time we're living <laughs> to use Jesus, especially um, speaking to American Christians in American culture. It's and and you know and I'm, and every time I hear that from now on, I'm going to correct people. Because in Africa, they're doing witchcraft to fill their churches. You know what? They're 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 chopping off heads, heads and doing all kinds of weird stuff yeah. to get people to come in and get more and yeah. more money. Yeah. Some of the richest pastors in the world are no longer in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. I'll take some. They're, they're no longer in the U.S. I'll take that some is. public correction. <laughs> so I feel like wow. a worldly view. Yes, that's it. <laughs> of Jesus is to use Jesus to attain things, and I think that's worldly. That worldliness has crept up in our churches globally, and I think it's hard to shake because I think that's more appealing. Yeah. You know, and. We mm. kind of have a what's wow. what am I looking for? What's what I'm looking for now? A, uh, I want almost it's not like give and take, but it's um, very circumstantial relationship with Jesus. So if I do this for you, you do this for me. Conditional. Thank you. There, there it, it was. There it is. Very conditional relationships with Jesus, which is hey God, you bless my marriage, I give you worship. Dang. Can I say something real quick? You know, something <laughs> go, go that, that hit really hard while you were saying that is not only this this means of gain, right? That we're, I mean, it's obviously all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, right? I think a, a, another undertone that's even a, just a little bit deeper than that, that just hit right now, is a lot of people, they were taught that this was the right thing to do. Yes. yes. So how do we reveal this to somebody to show them this isn't right through scripture? You know, like, because I'm thinking about it, like, from a perspective, okay, well, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but he must be able to teach, he must be patient, he must be humble. That way he can show this individual the, the way that they're going and that they can turn from this. And what I what I'm seeing in that is that this person is dealing with a stronghold. They're 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 believing these lies and these arguments of no, I gotta get it like gotta get it out the mud. I, I gotta get it get it how I live. I, I gotta I gotta go and get it. 
Like I gotta, I gotta go grab it. If I speak it and I believe it, then I can receive it. Like all, all this weird stuff that we do in scripture that Jesus wasn't even teaching to begin with. So it's like, wow, we gotta. How do we have that strong tower to let down that that barrier so we can go inside as, as ministers of light? I I mean, there's a couple components. So I'm gonna take a stab at that question. I think there's a couple components that you're going to need. I think we're going to need people, first off, who are passionate about the Word of God mm-hmm. and passionate about their relationship with Jesus Christ. They're not passionate about proving people wrong. Mm-hmm. But their heart is what, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick on him today, my apostle, that wants to see people really win their relationship with God. I think it has to start there. And then once people are persuaded by that in Christ, that you're not trying to rob them, you're not trying to make them look stupid, but your heart for them is to have the fullness of Christ. It's what Paul um, prayed for the Ephesian church, that they would come to the full stature of Christ. When that's their heart, and you're going about with humility, I think it makes them, it, it could make it the ground more easier for them to be humble. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to show them the true beauty of Christ. So you're, you're representing the gospel again. I think there's going to be humility in representing the gospel. Because that's why I think most of these issues start if it's with the gospel. I think we all have been duped somewhere. I know I have. Where while I'm receiving the gospel, Jesus has been already set up to be conditional and to fix my life. You know, really represent the gospel to them. Like, look, Christ died to save you from this evil age. Christ died to free you from the clutches of sin. So, therefore, you'll never be alone. Because you'll be liberated from sin. You'll be called out to be a part of his people, his church. Give them these biblical foundations. And really showing them. And them having a a belief that what you're saying is true because it's not what you're saying, it's what the Word is saying. And then God's power, His faith, persuading them that this, this is the truth. I think we all need it. I think the biggest error of, of, our, of our churches today is that we, we think we're above the gospel. So therefore, if I think I'm above it, if I understand it, mm-hmm. then therefore I'm going to give it the same way. And so it, it kind of creates a loop. So I think to counteract this loop, you're going to need those two heavy things for sure. You're going to need people that have a heart, not just to prove it wrong. And I'm coming out of that because I think for me, I was just like, man, I hate that. I hate the prosperity gospel. Everyone's preaching it and I'm just going to shut it down. But that's not God either. You know, what we see in scripture is people, especially when I'm reading about Paul, Paul wanted people not to be duped. But want them to have a a liberal a, liber, a liberty in Christ without restrictions that keep them bound. You see, there's literally a heart there. Yeah, you see the passion that like, look, these dudes are tripping. They trying to catch you up, and that ain't happening. But you also see the same tone in this letter, this compassionate heart for them to have relationship with Christ. I think that's the motivation as to why he's frustrated behind them yeah. being duped too. Yeah, that's a good point. So, and I think I would add to that something that is overlooked in Scripture. Um, 
is that there's strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. So often people are trying to take on this problem in their own little corner over here and over there instead of doing what Paul did. Paul built an entire team. I was just thinking about this um, as you were talking. I was like, wow. Is 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 dynamic as we see Paul. Paul has like this whole, you know, and, and people would call it an entourage, but it wasn't an entourage. This was his team. Um, you know, in uh, this uh, Romans sixteen, um, and Paul has like a roll call of all these people who he's working with. It's like the credits at the end of a movie. Mm. Watch this. Uh, Romans 16, uh, starting at verse 1. Is the, I'm going to just read out the ESV. It says, I commend you, Sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Centuria, that you may welcome her in the Lord in all the worth, all, that, all the way worthy, sorry, of saints, and help her in whatever she may need, for she has been a patron of many and myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for me, <laughs> to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet the church in their house. Greet my beloved uh, Eponitas, mm-hmm. who was the first convert to Christ in Asia, mm. greet Mary, who was who worked hard for you. Greet Andracus and Juni, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, that are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. Greet Amphilitus, Amphilitus, Amphilitus. Philiatus. Yeah, Philiatus. Philiatus. My beloved brother in the Lord, greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ. My brother Stachys, greet Apelles, who proved himself in Christ. I mean, Mm. and and this is, there's, there's about 10, looks like about 10 more names. Paul didn't do this by himself. He built up a team and said, we are going to do this work. I think that's missing. Number one, I love what you said. Have a heart to save. Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And so a lot of people have a condemning tone, a combative tone, right? We don't want to have a combative tone. We want to have a compassionate tone. Mm. And with this compassionate tone, we want to have other voices that are saying the same thing in various different ways and different Mm -hmm. styles. To different people. To different people, but Mm -hmm. they're all talking the same talk. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mm -hmm. you see the false teachers are doing the same thing. Here's something that everybody overlooks. All the false teachers put all the false teachers on their programs. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Whoa. So true. They fill their program out with a bunch of false teachers. 
That's they, the same thing, but they're just different. They're just different. They're different styles, different accents, different nations, tones, different, different tones, different, different races, different races, different oh styles. You know, gosh. and but those that are speaking the truth always feel like they got to go it alone. Man, they have this like martyr complex. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're lying. but you're not. But it's, that's really the mentality. And so you should be building a team. You should be. You know, building out a roster of people that you can send people like, hey, why don't you talk to my man over here? Right. And he may have the the, the connection or the style or the accent or the energy or the, you know, whatever it is that reaches them. But he's saying the same gospel. And that's what Paul said. Mm. He said, if anyone comes to you preaching another gospel, even us, even us, if we change up. On our gospel, bro. anathema, a curse, curse. <laughs> straight, and so and so. Why, why is it wow. that people feel like they gotta, you know? And I, and I think I see pockets of people coming together and teaming up and things like that. But I feel like, you know, especially on a local level, there's too many people that are going at it alone, and because they're going at it alone. They struggle to stay on track. Whereas if you don't go at it alone, you have the accountability of the people around you. Mm. He opens up in, in uh, uh, Romans 16, and he does it at the end of First uh, Corinthians. He, almost every end of all of his letters, he gives a roll call, a shout out to all those that are helping. Mm. Because mm. he's not doing it by himself. Man. We think that Paul wow. is this lone superhero. Right, that is real. But he is not by himself wow. on these journeys. Wow, I like that you pointed that out because the lone wolf mentality is why it could also possibly look unattractive. <laughs> right, because no one wants to do nothing alone. Mm. <laughs> I'm serious. No one wants to do anything alone. Mm. But Scripture doesn't teach that. Right, Scripture teaches that we do this together. We the two by twos, you just send them out two by two. Um, the book of Acts definitely shows it. This guy told me, and I know his heart was in the right place when he said it, but it, it grieved me. Oh, yeah. Anybody's, all the churches preaching the truth are going to stay small. Oh, that hurt, that hurt my heart when you just said that. Wow. That hurt. And I said, really? The church in the Bible. Came out preaching the truth, and they took over the world. Why? Did, why does that have to be? Why does is that the truth? That if Man. you preach the truth, your congregation, your group, your your it's gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be alone out there. Man, I could chime in on this one, man. <laughs> this one, you're on this fire. One, this one hits me hard because there's there are even still times I have to remind myself. I'm like, I'm not in this alone. That, yeah. that this one hits like hits home for me personally on a personal level. Um, a lot of times, a lot of brothers and sisters that go through this personally on a personal level is because they got hurt. Yeah, they got offended, and they internalize that so deeply that they take everything that they were hurt by just to do the direct opposite as a counteract or a response to what they were hurt by. You know, if uh, 
somebody was teaching about, I don't know, I'll, I'll just make some up. Somebody was talking about the washing of feet, right? And they happened to be hurt by a minister that was teaching this doctrine. They're going to teach everything that is direct opposite of what that person taught just because they were hurt by them, type of way by that individual. So there is a lot of hurt that is definitely associated with somebody, you know, um, wanting to do this by themselves. And let's look at the heartbeat too, right? Right. You know, yeah. you, you want to say, I did this all by myself. Yes. Because so? I think that's the other part of it that people don't want to admit. Yeah. I think we're cool with the whole lone wolf soldier, but what happens if it does go right? Now you you can claim all the glory. Mm -hmm. Did this all by myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, and absolutely. Right. I think that comment hurt me, and I'm grateful at the same time, of you debunking that with scripture, is that... That's not true. That that should not be my inspiration. Cause that, if that's if that if that's my inspiration, oh man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be miserable. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sad because the loneliness is gonna eat at me. But no, we see through Acts, the book of Acts itself. I would dare say Jesus. You know, we wanna pick on Jesus too. They spoke the truth. People draw to them. Yeah, and so today I think where that lie comes from, I definitely think it does come from hurt. But I think we somehow, one way or another, we put our um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, our culture in a sense, our worldliness. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something I want to say. It's like industry talk almost. It's like. We crept that into mm. our module for the gospel okay. and like the a truth. Salesman okay. Yeah, right. Like okay, I see what you're. You guys are catching. Because yeah, 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 it's not yeah. the word I'm looking for, but you guys are catching. Yeah, yeah, follow yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah. If you talk about this, you don't grow like this. But if you talk about this, you won't grow. And it's like mm. that's so. Um, and I am gonna say it, carnal, because that's not the Bible. I mean. If we're gonna go off of a module, right. if I'm gonna go off a module, then I'm definitely going off of scripture because scripture tells me that actually, if I do speak truth, I actually prepare myself for the people that are gonna come. Yeah, and I saw you were gonna go there too. I saw that. I was like, "Yep." I was waiting for somebody to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the 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 Bible yeah. clearly says. Well, let's say it this way: Jesus, when he gathered his disciples to him this is Matthew chapter 9 um, verse 36 he looks over the crowd he sees all of these people mm -hmm. and he says they're tossed to and fro mm. like sheep without a shepherd oh. and the Bible says he's moved with compassion for them but then he does something interesting and he looks at his disciples again Jesus is not alone wow even Jesus, even Jesus, come on, has a whoa, team. Whoa! He looks at his disciples, whoa. and he says, whoa. "Pray to the Lord of the Harvest that he'll send workers into mm. his vineyards, because the harvest is plentiful. Mm. It's the laborers that are, that are few." Wow! Wow! Now we we run into the fact that we hear that. 
in the last days, there's going to be a, a great falling away. There's going to be a rebellion against God. But there's always been a rebellion against God. Consistent. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Come on. That yeah, is, that, 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 uh, right. Because I think you know, we want to just play favorite timelines. People are going to turn turn aside to fables because they have itching ears. He, but yeah. th- but there's been that. Peter says that yeah, they're going to lead you astray with covetous words. They're yeah. going to pull you astray. But he said their end is coming swiftly. So don't don't let them fool you because they're going to get what's coming to them. God is not willing for anyone to perish. There it is. And so if God is not willing for anyone to perish, then we ought to be and and here's another thing i was watching this the other day there's there's a bunch of new uh belief systems coming up and 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 i see how demonic they are Mm -hmm. and 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 the bible already tells us that uh that that the servants of satan will turn themselves into apostles of light Uh uh-huh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He already says it. Transfigure themselves. You know, yeah. transform themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. those things have already been stated in Scripture. So when they happen, what we do is we get discouraged. We get exasper- exacerbated, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is so terrible. What, how do we put a stop to this? Whoa. What are you talking about putting a stop to it? This is your sign right. that you need to get up. And get to work preaching the gospel. Because if you sit alone, frustrated by it, you know, I'm, I'm just leaving that junk alone. Guess what happens now? The false apostles, the false prophets, the false teachers now scoop up more people. You're thinking that this little thing that you're doing is nothing. But if you combine it with other voices... Then all of a sudden it becomes more powerful. That hits freaking Psalms one. <laughs> that hits freaking that hits Psalms. everything I just, in the word. I just have I just have revelation. That hits everything in the word, but I have revelation. I mean Because if the if the <laughs> just is living by the counsel of the godly, this word counsel again is not just you. And then you go on to the ways being prosperous. Maybe that's real prosperous. Maybe that's real prosperity. That is real prosperity. When, uh, and so, ah, man. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I just had to bring it up. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did. Here, here, here's the thing. Oh, my gosh. The, the Lord has been impressing upon my heart lately. He says, team, 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 team. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and equipping, like Paul did, team that is all that that are all reaching people with the gospel Mm -hmm. that are like paul told timothy give yourself entirely over to it Mm -hmm. meditate on it give yourself entirely over to it so that your progress will be evident to all yes but then he says take heed to yourself and to the doctrine in doing this you will not only save yourself Mm-hmm. But all those that will hear you, that that that, what if you rose up a team of Timothys that were giving themselves over to the Word of God and to to godliness and stirring up the gifts that were in them, mm. you know, taking heed to themselves and to the doctrine, so that everyone they talk to, they're given the pure, mm. raw, untampered with Word of God. Mm. 
and it's stirring up a hunger and thirst for righteousness in people. And because at the end of the day, to me, that's what's missing in most people's Christian walk is that they have no mission. They're looking and searching for something that makes me feel significant instead of connecting to the mission that Christ has already given. The same way that Jesus said, I do what I see my father do, we ought to be saying, I do what I saw Jesus do. That hit hard. That hit me. That his, his, his picture. Because if you look at Paul, Paul is imitating Jesus. Literally. Shadow. Galatians. <laughs> bar for bar. That's he's what he's doing. Every, in, yes. Wow. Of yeah. course, Paul could not have 12 apostles. That's not, That's not the point. But he, but he gathered up a team, a team of disciples who he, he's got Priscilla and Aquila. They got a church in their house. He's got Androcus over here. He's got people that, man, he, man, this dude even put his life on his line for me, man. I love this, bro. You know, right. it's just, he has he genuine yeah. brothers and sisters. And, man, that's been on my heart. I just didn't know how to articulate it as well. It's like, I don't want just a team of people for G Berry. No, 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 no. I don't no, no. care We're about, about that. For Jesus. We're talking about for Jesus. <laughs> for the gospel. Jesus. Like I want to see brothers and sisters, young brothers, young sisters going out there and and, and and preaching the gospel for all of us together in genuine fellowship. Right, because that that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking while we, we a couple of minutes back about to stream. I was like, man, I want if you're if you're watching online, I want you to be fired up, ready to share gospel, yeah. and and then um, really be able to have a network, like having like something like this where you be like, hey, I I need I need some discipleship. I need I need some word. So um, I guess it's my shameless plug time, so that way we can transition to TV because you know we could do this all day, right? <laughs> right. You know, but they want to be mindful of the time of teeny bit, um, teeny bit, <laughs> teeny bit. <laughs> My, unfortunately, my website's been shut down for TCLGaming.live, so I have to find a different way to give you guys a Discord link because I really want to do that. I really want um, this channel to be really about equipping. Yeah, you come here, it's cool to watch some Apex and watch the journey that we're on, but even stuff like that, I want to equip. But I really want to really equip people with Christ. I want to, I want to really, if you want to talk about changing up the game here on Twitch, yeah, that's how I want to change up the game. I want people preaching Christ. I want people to be like, yo, man, let me show you who Jesus is. Mm. And, and let me connect you with what I'm connected with, yeah. who I'm connected with. Yeah. Uh, this kind of army. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and that's why I see why I see it. Like, yeah. you know, that's exactly. I see if we want to talk about kingdom talk, that's kingdom talk. What we we're just talking about where you're sharing the gospel. You have a team, not for you. But a team ready to share the gospel. Yes. And yeah, like, like I said, you may, you may not take over um, the whole world, but when we come together, we could be in the salt the whole world. Yeah. So like you doing your thing with music and yeah. the podcast, pastors writing the podcast. I'm on Twitch. We're we're here in sections of the world. We're insulting there it is. the kingdom of darkness mm, with the mm. gospel. And and and, mm. and we don't have to pull a. Abraham and Lot. Yeah. Mm. Elaborate on that. No, go ahead, man. Yeah. Go Abraham ahead. and Lot <laughs> grew so large in their own oh, existence. Wait a minute. That they had to separate. Shit. I like how you said their own existence. 
that part. Whoa! They had they that they part. grew to where they 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 just gotta separate, right? And, and 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 that has been, and I don't want to sound churchy, mm-hmm. but that mindset. Some people would call it a spirit, mm-hmm. and I agree with spirit in the sense that of the values, characteristics, and the characteristics, mm-hmm. you know, that of this lot and Abraham situation where they're forced to get away from each other because there's only one sheriff in town. Wow. It's my platform. And, 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 hey, and, instead of, right, mm-hmm. instead of building up each other mm. and growing larger, mm-hmm. <laughs> because what happens when they separate? Lot gets taken captive, gets caught up in the middle of a war of five or six kingdoms and Abraham's got to go back in there and get him rescue anyway. him. So why did y'all do that? To, that would not have happened if they did. So here, so Whoa. so so, and, and even and even Whoa. and even the apostles, when you look at their work that they did, Peter and Paul worked the same areas. They 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 coincided. They they gave shout outs to one another. They sure mm-hmm. did. <laughs> you yeah, know, they sure did. They, they love and, each and, other. and 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 they had disagreements like brothers do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, they were all for the same thing. Right. And if, if 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 we could if we mm. could figure out a way, and, and it means here's what it means. Number one, it means that you're going to have to have people that are willing to go to Scripture and say, "What does the Bible say?" Not what does my tradition teach. Mm-hmm. Not what have I always thought this meant. Not, well, this is what I was told and I oh. stick with. No, let sit down, read it, understand it, apply the correct rules of interpretation. Mm-hmm. Then take that and share it with other people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like what we're seeing is a lot of people, again, my brand, your brand, <laughs> their brand mm-hmm. and that's how they're living is off of our brands this whole idea of well you know branding you know what you know you got to be careful of who you you know you... we're talking about what does the word say mm-hmm. and if we stick to what the word say then it's not your brand my brand his brand it's god's brand mm-hmm. yeah i think that's amen going to be the beauty and the challenge because the challenge is going to be again my mindset is Christ to get something this is my brand godliness is a means of gain Gain. however if it's man I'm just all about God's kingdom about his will be done here on the earth people sharing the gospel people getting saved it's let's do this together I think there's no way you get to that solution because that's what I see. I see myself being forever connected um, to you guys, no matter what happens Facts. with growth. I mean, even if yeah. I am out of state somehow, like, we got so much things. We got Zoom. We got the Discord. I'm like, hey, we, we still doing this on Sunday. Let me hit y'all up. Like, Come what's on. going on? I think, on. you know, we try to trick ourselves. I know we, we're pressing time. 
We try to trek ourselves. Not for me, not for, me, not for you guys. Not for, me. for you guys. Not for, for, for me. I know for you guys. Here on I, I got till midnight. Uh, <laughs> we don't need no sleep. We don't need no sleep. Okay, listen. So, <laughs> um, well, I'm just, I messed up my train. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is, um, we trick ourselves to thinking that when I grow here, then these people fall off. Right, I, I think it's a real worldly common dot. And you know, yeah. and, you, and, and I'm gonna say this because I, I know you said you got you got streamer, you got things you got to do. Right, right, right. But right. why aren't we strategically making that happen according to God's purpose and plan? Why does a person have to feel like they grow and leave instead of, hey, you want to go there? Let's make it happen. I, I think you're you're hearing things like why are we doing that? You hear things like competition again. <laughs> so as long as you have a competition, you know. And, and, and I, I'm gonna and forgive me for cutting mm-hmm. you off. And then we say weird stuff like God's called me to 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 grow. I've I've grown past this area, like mm-hmm. right. You know, and, and yeah, and just instead just, of instead of saying because because again, you see the example in the Bible, Paul. And Barnabas, man, yeah. waiting for you. Antioch, right? yeah, yeah. They pray, fast, minister to the Lord. Holy Spirit says, "Set these apart, send them." They go, travel, amazing, wow, wow. All the guess what happens? Huh? They come back. back. Yeah, Bart. That's the part. Man. And they say, yeah. "Here's what the Lord's been doing. doing. <laughs> Encourage one another." And Bro. most people leave. The Lord called me here. You know how I know the Lord didn't call you? Ooh. Because when you come back, you don't share what the Lord did. Ooh. Oh, my. Wow. So the Lord didn't call you to separate from here. You went out looking for whatever. And if you ever do come back, because some people never do. Some people never Right? Do. Whereas the ones you know, you're still in touch with them. And they're still sharing, and they're still sharing what the Lord's doing, and you that, see what I'm saying? That's I mean, evident that they're walking in the spirit, right, man? And they're praying for you as well as you praying for, for them. them, right? It doesn't matter where they are; you know that they are. Yeah. I think you know we we think that's of the mentality so is, man, I'm taking my crew with me, right? You know the, that part of the worldliness. But what if we just stick with scripture? That hey, you know what? Yo, this is what's been going on. You know, like the Lord's been doing this, man. In, in, in this area, you know, I've been, I grew here and the Lord's been taking me here as you guys sent me out. Because that's another part, they were sent. So they, 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 they then, our key, our phrase, they went. They were sent. They were sent. So they didn't look for a way to get out. They, they, they was like, look, we're in agreement. We see what God's doing. Let's lay hands on you. And then, hey, we're going to send you. We're going to send you. You know, and that's the accountability. Because it's not that they're just answering to themselves. They're like, yo, you sent us? So this is what happened when you sent us. We we, we accomplished X, oh, that's Y, ridiculous. and Z. Because <laughs> I just made a connection. I'm, mm-hmm. Forgive me. I didn't make no, no, you're me. fine. You're fine. I just made a connection I didn't make before. Like, Remember when he was in Corinth? And Paul was in Corinthians. Then he was getting aid from the <laughs> Yes, Hunter. Yes. We're talking so about they Jesus. Were, yeah, we're talking about... They were, getting, like, they were still connected even though they're in a different city. Man. They're still getting connection the from Philippi. Macedonians the, and... Oh my gosh. So it, it's not about using Jesus as a vehicle. It's about you getting in the car for him to determine where you're going. 
By the way, Hunter, how you doing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's up, man? What up, what up? We're yeah, talking we, about Jesus, we, man. We're we, we trying to wrap it we up. We are. We, just, we can help no, ourselves. We can't man. land the plane. Man. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not mad about it, okay? I'm not either. I'm so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you, man. Hey, Hunter, you have any prayer requests or anything like that, man? You know, we're talking about Jesus being everything, prayer tile, man, and how we get there. And we talked about a lot, you know. We talked about getting this mentality of this yeah. world. For one and and really being like, hey, you know what? Christ is enough. You know, really, he's enough, and that's how we end up getting to these other conversations about the church and being missional, and that being our heart and our focus. We talked about not trying to prove people wrong, but having the same compassion that Christ had and share gospel. So, man, if you have any questions, man, feel free to ask some questions. Uh, honestly, I feel like Christianity is kind of hypocritical. Okay, explain. Yeah, yeah I, please do. I, I, I love this. Um, do. Why do you feel like Christianity is hypocritical? This is, um, I, like I said, you're in a safe place. Like I said, right. my, no judgment. My, yeah, I'm not here to judge you. you. Share your thoughts. Go yeah, ahead. I just want to hear your view on Absolutely. why you think Christianity Absolutely. is um, is hypocritical. Absolutely. So we'll wait for Hunter. I love this. Amen. And, 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 and mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, there, there is a version, you know, of Christianity that automatically to me is very hypocritical, you know, because it's not about Christ. It's about people's personal preference. Right. And it's about people's pet peeves and mm-hmm. what they deem to be right and wrong yeah. instead of us all coming because if God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved, then to me, you know, it's hard to be hypocritical if that's your belief, mm-hmm. that he's come to rescue all of us. Mm-hmm. And right. all of us are being rescued from this world. And we all have different experiences and different issues and different things that, you know, we have in this world. Mm-hmm. So let's see what we what he's got. Uh, you say you don't mind your sexual and gender preference, but in the damn Bible it says gays and trans people are a sin. Well, gentlemen, you want to be? Well, I, I think, you know, that's, it's not just gays and transgender. Exactly. There's a lot of uh, heterosexual people that are living in sin as well because mm-hmm. the Bible uh, gives us marriage and sex in the confines of one man, one mo- one woman, mm-hmm. they come together. Sexuality in that sense is approved by God. So if one man and one woman come together, but they are not married, mm-hmm. then that's just as much a sin as being gay or transgender. Mm-hmm. And so why do we want to make gays and transgender a bigger, badder sin than these other sins? Right. They're, they're right. all sins right. according to the word of God. And so I don't I, I can see why somebody would say that that's hypocritical if you hear Christians pounding the pavement right. mm-hmm. over gays and transgenders. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why right. are we doing that? Right. You know, when all have sinned. Right. right. So there shouldn't be any specific sins that we pound the pavement harder for. Right. And that's why I want to add to that. that I, I think you're on point about the pet peeve, you know, right. um, somebody going on there and pounding and. Gays are going to hell, and the word we love to use, abomination, right? right? right, right. And realistically, that should not be condemning one because you would be putting a yoke on the other people that really need to hear this gospel 
And it's not that's not even the heartbeat of what Christ was saying. You even said it earlier. Yeah. About no c- condemnation and you having this motivation to oh I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah. It's not about that at all. And God's heart towards those who struggle with homosexuality is not hatred. Yeah, it's right. the same thing that I said about John three sixteen seventeen. Christ did not die to say, uh, the condemn the world, but to save the world. So God doesn't hate gay people. Yeah, he's he not loves for anyone to, to perish. perish. And so, then also, in addition to that, you want to look in First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. Now, the context: First Corinthians is sorry, Paul talking to this, talking to a church. He's mm-hmm. not talking to people that are not in. He's talking to a, a body of believers. They're struggling with sexual immorality and 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 all this wild witchcraft, stuff, witchcraft <laughs> and idols. And he tells them in First Corinthians six nine. I, I challenge you to look at it. He, he, before the list, he was saying um, effeminate and, and drunkards and all these things. He said, such were some were you. you. Yes. He said, but you've been washed, you've been cleansed. So again, he doesn't desire for any to perish whatsoever. Yeah, so, so Hunter also is in the book, uh, in the book where it talks about Ezekiel doesn't say angels are depicted as people with wings, like Ophium looks creepy as hell. Ophiums are wills with eyes yeah again you know i personally uh want to take some time and do a study about angels we talk about angels and demons yeah i've I've done a lot of Um, studies on it but just for in short i'm gonna go ahead and say this to you hunter there are some christians where we're saying that abuse the bible and they are hypocritical yes because their god is not like that that's what makes them hypocritical. Read the read the statement again, because I, I didn't I didn't get that. I didn't here. fully. I actually give it to you right here. So you can, uh, okay. so you can say it. Ooh, sorry. Can't get uh, it like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, what this is. Okay. Uh, in the book where it talks about Ezekiel, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't say angels are depicted as people with wings, like Ophian, uh look creepy. Uh, Ophian. Our wheels with eyes. Okay, so absolutely, angels are not people with wings. If if anything, when you look up angels in the Bible, they look just like men. That's why people have mistaken angels for men. Mm. The wheels in Ezekiel that you're talking about, they are called um, throne uh, guardians or heavenly beings. And so they are... So you have heavenly creatures or heavenly beings. Then you have angels. Those are two separate classes of the heavenly host. And so angels are God's messengers. He sends them to earth. They look like human beings. There is actually nowhere in the Bible where an angel has wings. That is a common myth. That is a common misconception. Angels don't have wings. Um, Number two, uh, there are, you have the wheels you have the throne guardians. You have all of those different ones in heaven. So uh, I, I agree that th- those things are there. So when you die, I'm turning no. into a wheel. No. No. You're no. not going to turn into a wheel. Your body that you live in is going to be changed into an eternal body so that you can live in God's presence forever. That's if you want to be with God. Now, if you don't want to be with God, then you have an alternative place where you go uh, and that's separated from God because God's not going to force anyone to be in his presence and he's not going to turn you into a wheel. Mm -hmm. There you go. 
Hunter, our God is loving, man. Jesus is all about loving. He's loving. He wants to save us from a fate. But he does have world. justice. He does have justice. So he does have standards. Loving. Right. right. So he put it this way. <laughs> so, so Jesus no. is not here to condemn people. However, yeah, he, he does have a standard. Um, but it's not these crazy standards we have come up with to condemn us and separate us from him. If anything, Jesus is setting these standards to draw closer to, to him. So let's see what you have. Uh, so heaven... So even in heaven, there's a food chain. No. No. Nope. And I want you to elaborate more a little bit by food chain, but no. Yeah. No, there's no, no, there's no food chain. Nope. Uh, as a matter of fact, in Revelations 21, all those that come out of, 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 of uh, the trials of this life will all reign with Christ. They'll reign right next to him. As a matter of fact, Paul says it in Romans chapter 16 and verse 17. That if you suffer with Christ, you will reign with him. Awesome. So God's people will reign with him. Mm-hmm. Jesus will, 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 will lead this heavenly. You will become the new heavenly council mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. Yes. And so yes. there's not yes. going to be a, a food chain, so to speak, in heaven. Let's see. There are higher angels and then there's us. Nope. Nope. He just answered it. That, you know, we will reign with him. So together, so that there will be no more hierarchy, if you would, no more. Uh, what's another word we use here? Um, um, rank, rank. Mm-hmm. You know, no more elitism. Mm-hmm. We'll right. we'll reign together with Christ. Mm-hmm. So Hunter, I was saying that, and angels. But you know, just to, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Angels. The Bible says, according to Hebrews chapter one and verse fourteen. That angels serve those who will inherit eternal life. And so even though angels physically are much more powerful than us, Mm -hmm. they can do things that we could never even dream of doing. Mm -hmm. They are still servants, just like we're servants of God. Angels are servants of God. And so everybody serves their role. Mm -hmm. There's not a hierarchy or a rank. And even in a church. The pastor is not the head of the church. Come on. The pastor is a part of the church. He just has a role of Mm. teaching and preaching, but it doesn't make him higher. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in churches make pastors higher than the rest of the people. And that's why you have a lot of of controversy in churches because someone believed that they were higher and above the law, Mm -hmm. but they're not. They're supposed to be equal with everybody else and everybody does their job. Yes. Okay, so I've been, uh, Hunter says, so I've been agnostic about this whole thing because the Bible has been written so many times that I don't know if it's necessarily um, necessarily trusted. Um, so here's the deal. And actually, mm, one of those scripture is that as I'm doing that, I'm going to let you guys take a stab at this too. So that way we'll lose momentum on it. Okay, so the, the Bible um, um, is one of the most trusted documents. It has been investigated and verified. Uh, the Bible was translated from Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek into the English language and pretty much all languages on the planet. What you're running into is that by studying the original language, mm-hmm. you'll be able to tell what translations fit what the original language is. Most people just read the Bible. They don't study. Yeah. What we do is we study. Mm-hmm. We study that thing. 
day and night. We try to really get in there and understand where did, you know, what is the original words. Mm -hmm. And you can learn all of that. And we would love to take you through the Bible and show you how to be, how you can trust your Bible. Mm -hmm. and, and, and know exactly what it's saying and nobody will ever be able to fool you with the Bible ever again. And so we would love to help you with that. Absolutely. Been studying for years, yeah. breaking that thing down. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And you know, I just want to add to that um, scripture yeah. behind it, you know, the purpose of scripture in, in the Bible itself. According to 2 Timothy 3.16 through 17, all scripture, it says, and let me switch this to you so you guys can see this. Um, there we go. So you guys can see that all scripture is given by uh, inspiration of God and profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that's that's the purpose of scripture is this right here. And so, like I said, you know, like he just said, hey, man, I'm on here a lot. I'm being here more on Twitch. I want to show you that you can trust your Bible. Yes. Because, man, the Bible's purpose is for you to be complete in God for every good work that God has for you here on earth. Yes. And so, yeah, trusting it is is learning about him. And I, I know, um, you know, not to get too much in this, the problem we probably run into again that you probably run into, Hunter, is people abusing the Bible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. For the you beat me to it. Yes, sir. You beat and me so, to it. Yeah. It's just like... Because I ran across it so much too, personally, is that, okay, let me nitpick a specific scripture cherry so that way, it. yeah, let me cherry pick these specific scriptures, throw them at you, and make it seem as if this is what it really means, instead of taking the time to see who the author is, what they meant by what they're saying, and why they're saying. So we'd love to have, we'd love to help you and walk along with you. Uh, no, I don't think the stream froze. I just switched over to my screen, uh, my other screen, to show you the, the, the passage. Um, so my answer to your question is you said, do I have to learn Hebrew to learn the Bible? No. However, have an understanding of what the Bible was, the, um, the language of the Bible was written through can help you understand their, um, their view of what they were saying at that time. For example, the Bible's here in um, three particular languages, New Testament, um, excuse me, Old Testament being the Hebrew and um, a little bit of Aramaic, and you got New Testament and Greek. So understanding the language that they read in eliminates us adding our um, our words, our American words, to um, their idea of what their scripture is, uh, what they meant when they were writing scripture, when they were writing the Bible. And that's another way of confusion, because what we'll do is because we're trying to understand the Bible, we automatically insert what we mean yes. instead of finding out what they mean. And that's what he's saying. That, Tell me uh, about the Strong's. Okay, so Strong Aquinas. I'm going to pull it up right here. And I'm going to show you how easy this is. So this is what he's talking about. Let's go back some. So um, mm -hmm. just give me a give me a, any word. Actually, I probably have a couple in here. Because I use the Strong's every oh, day almost. Hey, go, hey, check out that word, delight. So, let's do delight. So, this is what he's talking about. This is called the Strong's Accordance. Um, D-E-L-I-G-H-T-N. Okay. So, all right. So, this is called the Strong's Accordance. And you could do this on the internet like you just see me doing. Oh, actually, guys, you did not see me. Sorry. I'm no, they, they didn't see you. Here, so I'm going <laughs> right, I forgot. I switched my screens. <laughs> they did. My bad, my bad. <laughs> so, all right, so this is why I did. So, strong accordance can be found. Um, you could buy an actual physical book, mm -hmm. um, sold in not pretty much every bookstore, actually. You can find them. 
Or you could do what I do a lot of times is you can go online. What I do is Google. I type in the word stronger coordinates and I type in delight. And what's going to pop up for delight itself is you'll see a Hebrew word. And if you keep scrolling down, I use Bible Hub, by the way. That's my recommended um, website. I mm-hmm. highly recommend use Bible Hub. Yeah. And that you'll see um, a Greek word, too. I saw I did saw a Greek word over here, too. So uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to pick on Hebrew. So this is what he's talking about. What he's talking about the Bible being read in different languages. This is a Hebrew word. And you see the Hebrew word right here. And I am horrible with pronouncing these words. Right. So you don't have to learn exactly right. how to speak Hebrew or learn Hebrew. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn how to use the Strong's. And you will know what the original Hebrew word is so that you have the actual definition of what they meant when they said what they said in the Bible. Yes. So um, another question. So is it true you kill people in forest to be Christian during the Christian Crusades? No. Again, you want to go? Well, what? you know, you said no kind of fast, but people. Because you say you. That's what I said. Pretend, no, not people. Not, yes. Using Christianity. There we go. Did kill people in the name of the cross, which is an atrocity and it is a, an incredible uh, a sin against God because God never commanded them to do that. That was a political move. They were trying to use uh, the cross, the sign of the cross to conquer and it didn't even work because they ended up being defeated anyway. And so by misusing that, um, they committed atrocities and everybody who knows about that history it's like, how could they even think about doing that? But at that time, Rome was in shambles. They were trying to build their own empire and they began to take the cross. And as a matter of fact, the Knights Templar, look this up, Google the Knights Templar. They were doing rituals to the Baphomet. They were doing demonic rituals anyway. They were not Christians at all. Hmm. Oh, there it is. So, Keep them coming, Hunter. We we, I, I have I, the nice Templar is some bad stuff. Yeah, so a lot of rituals. Oh, and so those who were, they weren't. They, in short, they weren't really Christians. No, they weren't. They weren't. Let Christians. me put it that way: they were not Christians. Because that that for us in our Bible and what we read, what we believe by our God, that's atrocity. Right. And it gave you history of how they even served the real Christ. They served Christians. Gods. Christians would have died. So that you might know Christ. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't kill you to so, know Christ. We just found that out about Paul. Yeah. Remember we were talking about yeah. Paul. Yeah. And how when Paul was working with the Jews. He was willing to kill Christians in the name of God. Right. Mm-hmm. But when he became a Christian. He was willing to die mm-hmm. for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's a different. It's a whole different way of living. Yeah. Christians want you to know Christ. I mean we think about. You know uh, Christians are the ones that are mostly martyred. And so if a Christian's killing people, mm-hmm. you know that that's not a Christian. Yeah, and then we even talked about it earlier. What was it in Acts 6 and Acts 7 about Stephen? Mm-hmm. Right. He, he literally was stoned to death. And then he looked up and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God saying, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. So that's no, Christianity. That, that's Christianity. That other stuff, that, that's not Christ. And it, it almost makes you mad that they associated yeah. with, the, with, with who we yeah. are. Yeah. Because it wasn't. It's not even who Christ is. It's yes. not who we are. And you right. still see stuff like that today, and yeah. it's it's not Christian. Right. So, yeah. Man. Any, any last words from our guest? Any last words for Hunter? 
Because we love doing this. Like I said, we, we this is where I'll take my time for. Man. Uh, man. Now this, we can do this day and night. <laughs> all right? Yeah, right. We right. built for this. We all right? This. Nothing else? I don't think so. Uh, I don't have seen enough for Hunter yet. So, I'm going to present the gospel. And this is my favorite part of the stream. Okay? And we, we talked about you answering your questions. So, like I said... God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That way he may not condemn the world, but save the world. Okay? So those who call upon the name of the Lord and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, they will be saved. And they will not be put to shame. This is found in Romans um, 10, 9. So if anything, God is about saving people. Mm-hmm. Not condemning people. Mm-hmm. That's his love. That's his heart. I do see one more thing for him. Y'all kill pagans for them. Um, you kill pagans for for being them and doing what they do. We Christians again. That was a fault. That that is not Christian. That's not Christian. Christians were the ones taking those people in and hiding them from um, uh, King James, who claimed to be a Christian, but we don't know that he was a Christian. Mm. But a lot of people under King James, and you're talking about the witch hunts um, that were happening during the Middle Ages, Christians were taking those people in and helping them. The The people who were calling themselves Christians were not. As a matter of fact, the Ku Klux Klan calls themselves Christians, and they were killing black people. Those are not Christians. Yeah. Right. Come on. I'm an old Christianity. Didn't you guys used to magic? Uh, what's this one? I think it says magic, and y'all say magic is a, oh magic. I think you're saying magic. I think you're saying magic. Uh, the, in in Christianity, and I have a shameless plug. I did a um, podcast on uh, beware of Christian witches, and so there have always been people trying to merge uh, Christianity with sorcery and witchcraft and paganism Um, and paganism in the sense of the magical people. And so there were Hellenic uh, uh, um, wizards and sorcerers who wanted to be Christians. As a matter of fact, I can show you a story right in the Bible where a man encountered a man named Philip who was sharing the gospel there was a man named Simon mm-hmm. who was a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. He heard the gospel and he became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know that he really became a Christian because he decided that he wanted to buy the power of Christianity, mm-hmm. which the power of Christianity is not for sale. It comes through relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And so magic and Christianity mm-hmm. have always been on opposing sides because magic is a way to have the things of this world have temporary things like health and wealth um, so that you can have it for yourself. Whereas being a Christian is about leaving this world behind. It's about letting go of these things and not letting those things control you. And so magic and Christianity have always kind of been in a tussle. And so if you want to check out the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network, I have a, um, actually it's on YouTube as well, Beware of Christian Witches, and I go into the history of Hellenic magic, magic, which goes back even into Egypt and some of the Mesopotamian religions where they were using magic. Man, I'm feeling like Paul right now. Like, that part of a curse to those people. I'm feeling salty, man. Because they, 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 
they they they're trying to dupe you. Mm-hmm. They're trying yeah. to play you. No, and they're stamping Christianity on it, Ugh. and that's not that's not Christianity. That's that's, that's disgusting. Christianity you'll find in your in your Bible, and that's why you want somebody to help you read your Bible, because then you'll find out that some of this stuff that even that you're talking about, you can call it out and say that's not Christian, that's not the way it's supposed to be, and we need more people who are analytical who don't leave their brains at home when they're studying the Bible. That they actually can use, you can use your mind in studying the Bible. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Hunter? Keep them coming. I hope hope you're um, getting revelation as we're answering these questions, man, because... I want to see you win, man. I want to see you have a relationship with Christ. With, with yes. a relationship with Christ. Absolutely. We want to take away every hurdle. We want to come against everything that will keep you from knowing the real Jesus. The real Jesus. Not this fake version of Jesus. If I have any questions, I'll ask them on, this, on, on Discord. Oh, babe, that is actually that Discord link is not working anymore. Hang on real quick. Um, Hunter, I got you. Give me a second. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you, If you give me a second, I'll give you the real one. Yeah, so while you're doing that, um, one of you guys present the gospel. I, hate, I was about to do it, but can you guys continue that for me yeah. while I get this for Hunter? Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and jump on in there. You know, the Bible says, John three sixteen. you heard my bro say it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, he might be saved. Now, when I talk about love, I'm not talking about some emotion that you feel some kind of attraction with, with um, um, whatever vice or whatever person it may be. I'm talking about the love that God prefers. He, he, he wants you to choose him. You know, all throughout the word, he's always oh, making it, it clear. Work. That they there, there's a um, good and evil, life and death. You choose, but he says to choose life. And when we say choose life, we're talking about Jesus Christ, who came in the form of man to die this death, to 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 put away with sin, to put away with the prince and the power of the air and the works of Satan, which is sin. But he didn't stop at just dying on the cross for sin. When he rose from the grave, when he resurrected, he, 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 um, this was the miraculous power that the reason why we can even articulate through Holy Spirit the, the, the way to salvation. So I want to hear and I want to just leave this with you today. This is a choice. Yes, it is. However, this is also a summon as well. When I say this is a summon, I'm talking very clearly about this. When, a, when, a, uh, um, when there's a judge... And he summons you to come to court. You can either come or you can't or you don't. If you don't come, there is a consequence to this. So I want to make this clear that this isn't just a, you know, yeah, you know, he's loving, but he's also Lord. This is one more question. This is a choice. I'll go ahead. Um, this is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to pray and answer that question. Okay. If you don't mind, Hunter, if you give me a quick second, I want you to pray yeah, yeah. the Lord's Prayer. Absolutely. So that way we're not interrupting you. No, nah, you're good. Um, and then we're going to answer that one more question. Absolutely. In the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, it says that if you confess out of your mouth the Lord Jesus 
and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. You'll be saved from the prince and the power of the air, from Satan. You'll be saved from, from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, this world. And you will be rescued and you will be reconciled from this moment on to have an eternal security in heaven with the Lord. So if you want to confess this and make this choice, please just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I confess out of my mouth. I confess out of my mouth that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. That you are the owner and you are the master. That you are the owner and you are the master. And I believe that you have died on the cross. I believe you died on the cross. And that you have raised from the dead. And you have raised from the dead. Lord, I ask that you help me. Lord, I ask that you help me. That you fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. That you fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. That I'll be hungering and thirsting after you. That I'll be hungering and thirsting after you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.